and Eve Sarianos. Hello, I'm Emily Gilmarrett. Hi, I'm Adam Gifford. This is the School of School Podcast. Welcome to this session and this podcast and um, a word that I think prompts emotion uh, in all sorts of different directions and that's testing. So we're currently in the middle of a pandemic, we hear the word test almost nightly, uh, we, get, we, we gauge government success by tests, uh, so do we also gauge a child's success by tests? Is it testing that we need? in order to give the value of a child. Anyway, plenty to talk about, no doubt. Andy, what are your thoughts? All right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be controversial right off the start. I'm gonna say, and hopefully I have an opportunity to explain what I mean by this, at some point, I think we should give kids more tests. I think we should be testing kids all the time. It's truth. that's a huge call. I can, I, can, I can almost feel people throwing things at whatever device they're listening through. They'll be swearing, shouting. Go on, explain yourself. So first off, you have to test, right? But te- what do we mean by test? Like, I really mean assess, right? So we need to be assessing kids all the time. And some of that needs to be formal. It needs to be statutory, standardized testing that has benchmarks and all kinds of stuff. And there's lots of reasons to do testing. Part of it is to measure whether or not kids are learning, right? That's part of it. But also we need those. T- we need a lot of those formal tests to measure whether or not the education system is working and whether or not teachers are doing a good job and whether or not schools are doing a good job. And I know people don't want to hear that and they want to say trust the teacher, but we can't, there's, we can't leave all these things to chance. We need to have those metrics in order to measure and come back and say, okay, yes, this is working or it's not working. That's a responsible thing to do, right? You need to measure the things that matter. You have to, right? Because then you can't, you can't tell whether or not it's working, okay? That doesn't mean that we have to make it high stakes. It doesn't mean that we have to make it stressful, but it means that we have to have a system in place to get, gather those metrics so we can decide whether or not what we're trying to do is actually giving the desired outcome. I think it's important. So can I ask a question? Can I jump in? Can I jump in to ask a question? I know you, you, so why is it then? Because what you've said makes sense, right? You want to know if if the job's been done well. Uh, You know, it makes complete sense whether we're making progress, which would validate an approach, all of those sorts of things. Why does testing get such a bad rap? Why do people get so emotional about testing children? Yeah, because I think people see testing or assessment as a as a as a stick, right? And all too often, the stick isn't being used to measure, right? It's being used to beat the people that <laughs> haven't accomplished whatever it is you wanted to accomplish. So you know, it's it's sort of like it's a, a tool that needs to be used responsibly. That's part of the reason, right? So I think schools are scared of tests because it it might highlight some things and it it may come down as like pressure to them. That's part of the reason, right? And the other reason, of course, is the well-being of the children, right? Because if you make testing sort of a stressful, you know, uh, performance-based measurement system, then, then, then you're lining everybody up and you're saying, okay, this is the rank. This is, these are the kids that did really well and these are the kids 
that did really poorly, shame on them, right? But and that that gives testing a bad name. But but it doesn't have to be like that, right? Where a kid is in rank in the class is not important to anybody, certainly not to that kid, right? That's you know, so that's but we become obsessed with that. Like, you know, even when we were building insights. It was like always a wrestling match to go back and remind everybody that we're not building a ranking system here, right? You know, it's not about saying which kids are the cleverest and which are not. That's not what this is all about. It's about analytics, right? So let me, let me turn it around a little bit for you. So if you can think of testing as like an MRI machine for a doctor, right? And if keeping in mind that the doctor's job is to try to improve your health, right? Are you going to say, you're going to take that machine away from him because it's going to rank the health of that person? Would you take it away? You say, you can't use that MRI machine because morally it's wrong. Because what you're pointing out to that person is that they're not as healthy as the next person. Is there any sense in that? No, there's not. I suppose the, I suppose the thing is, and it touches on what you've talked about, is ensuring that the MRI machine is correct and accurate and doesn't do harm. And so... That's the responsibility. Yeah, yeah, totally, totally. Yeah. But of course, I don't think anyone would argue as long as that's working efficiently, then it's good for your health all round. Yeah. I'm uh, thinking about this in terms of the skill of people to be able to interpret the results and to make informed decisions occasionally. So um, I've seen examples of testing or assessment done really well and managed really well. And... um, I've spoken to my mother about this before because she used to be head of maths. She's retired now, but you know, she would talk about the importance of also when you're, you, you're using this information, like a skilled professional teacher should also be bringing um, awareness and judgment to the situation as well. You should always be doing that because you need to be clear, like, you know, you know, has this, has the assessment, have the, has the environment been set up? correctly for this assessment have have the you know that there are sort of key bits of information I think that can sometimes be missing and I've seen people using assessment because Andy said good assessments and I think that this is important I've seen I've seen things where people think that they're assessing reading but they're they're not they're assessing fluency you know that doesn't mean that the child is comprehending and I think that all of these things are so important I've even seen an example of somebody doing an assessment with a child and the child put a um, a cross on a on a piece of paper it was like you know there was a sentence and then you had to put based on the sentence put a cross of where the cat was in an image it's for very young children and um and there were various like different options for this child to like mark make on the page to put where the thing was (laughs) and there was this real concern that this child had like a, there was all sorts of stuff going on they've got a language processing disorder and you know like there was all sorts of theories as to why this child was putting these crosses in all these places that did, wasn't linking to what was being said that you know and the teacher had read the sentence so it was like super clear anyway this is I think this is unusual but this one really made me laugh and made me think the worst of assessment nobody spoke to the child after this assessment everyone started analyzing Oh, assessment processing disorder, language processing disorder, there's this, there's that. Anyway, when they did sit down with a child, it was hilarious because this kid's imagination was quite special. So they were like, yeah, so then the the door opened and the orange juice like hit the thing and then this happened and the cat like jumped up and then, you know, after that happened and so I put the cross there because that was when the cat was... <laughs> <laughs> so, you know... 
if someone had spoken to the kid and said like why'd you do it you'd be laughing because probably that kid's like seriously bright but was like off on a kind of like imaginary trip so I just think sometimes we need to be really careful about as my mum says like conditions like what are you trying to test and and how that information is then being used and and having professional knowledge so for me I, I kind of think assessment is I'm really for it I think it's super important I'm with Andy on this but I also think there's a whole load of baggage around it that needs to be understood and why we're doing it and how these things are being utilized um think it's really important so about you adam what are your thoughts the most influential uh event that that changed my teaching was i was taught by a lady lynn tozer was her name she went to the university of otago in new zealand and she there was an assessment schedule for a diagnostic interview and as a as a newly qualified teacher in fact i may have even still been training at the time it gave me an understanding of mathematics that, that I think I could have worked in the classroom for 10 years and I wouldn't have understood it because of the way the assessment was structured and because I understood what was being assessed for each of those questions. So very well written, right, and explained to me. And I think the challenge is, is that when we talk about testing in schools, most often we, you know, what, what most people immediately equate that with are the statutory SATs, you know, or GCSEs or those those national tests then I think it's difficult because where's the quality assurance for the assessments that are being used in schools because I knew as a head teacher it was very difficult for me to I had a budget to buy assessments and I how did I decide if something was very well written now I'm in a fortunate position now more than ever because I've talked to a lot of people, I've talked to people who've been involved in maths, no problem, I've talked to many, many people that have explained the thinking behind single questions. Now what a privilege that is for me as an educator, because that helps me ask the questions, the formative assessment, as you said, the teaching between the desks. But I think think that we probably need to become more sophisticated, and I think that there should be uh, more stringent tests applied to the tests that we use. Because I think that if they don't, if, if due diligence is not done on those, then we're not only missing um, a, a trick for the children, but also for educators that, that my experience was, is it made me a better teacher. Therefore, it probably ended up helping many, many more children. It was based on an assessment. So let me ask you this question. What's the point of assessment? Like, why do we, why do we, why do we give kids, whether it's formative or summative or high stakes or national or statutory whatever it is why do we even bother testing anybody what are the reasons well it's it's, it's so we know it's so we know how we can guide them to their next steps so time's not wasted you know they get one day like so so it's thursday the 11th of march i don't know how many thousands of children around the world have attended school for this one day it'll be the only day in their current year at this point Right, they're never going to get it back. So if I'm not prepared to help them on that day, I've missed the day. And they don't get it back. You know, I can't, as a teacher, I can go, oh, that's a bit of a shame. I used to think this, you know, if you took books home and you marked them on the couch, I've done this before as a, as a, as a relatively new teacher. Oh, they didn't get that. Oh, they didn't get that. Oh, they didn't get that. That's a shame. Now, the, the, the abhorrent thing about that is, is that that was the norm. 
But for those children, they didn't get the day back. And I, I didn't have enough information to do my job well enough to help those children. So I think that, that there's an efficiency aspect to it, that if I know where the children are at and I've got them for 190 days a year, then those 190 days are going to be used better. Those children get a better deal and they will get just, you know, the, the, their life chances will increase. I think that's just a statement of fact. So I, I just think at the heart of it, it's informing the educators, it's informing schools. We can do so much with good, with good assessment but the winners are the children. And as I said, I think the, the major motivation for me is, is that I only ever have one day in each year group at a given time in the year. That it's, you're never going to get it back. And I think that's a pretty strong motivation to get it right. So you said quite a lot of, quite a lot of things there. Yeah. Right? So just, Emily, I'm going to give you a chance to jump in. But just I'm just going to try to summarize, right? Number one, it's, it's because it's the children benefit from it. Totally. Right. And that needs to be the number one reason why you're doing testing. Yep. Right. So, you know, buzzword would be assessment for learning. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But also, in order to become a better teacher, you need to have that data to tell you whether or not your conjecture about how to teach is actually working. You need, because it's not, you know, there's lots of opinions. We all have lots of, I think, we, you know, we should do it this way, blah, 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 blah. But at some point, you need to measure that up and say, did that actually work or not, right? So there's that side of it. And then there's also, uh, 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 and, and that not only for teachers, but for schools and as a whole, right? And then the third one is, is kind of a responsibility to society to, to say, yes, our education system is working, or no, it's not, we need to change. And if you don't have the data to support it, you're merely just dealing with opinion. So there's three pretty good, compelling reasons to, to be good at testing and to do it in a, in a responsible, efficient manner, right? So that, I think I'm just trying to summarize what you said. Would you, is that fair? Yeah, that's it. And the only other thing I'd say in amongst all of that is, is if the data is telling me that the progress isn't being made in that right way, maybe I need help too. Is it, is like often it's, it's all about the, the children that, yeah. that get assessed. But actually, if it shows that, oh, do you know what, they've made no progress in this area for a while, maybe that's indicative of the fact that I need help to get better. Uh, of course, all of us can get better, right? So, so that, I think, is a really, really valuable tool as well if it's used in that way. Everyone wins then. That summarised everything that Adam said, and I, I'm totally in agreement. I, it just made me think um, that I often hear, and Adam, you can tell me whether this is sort of one of those rumour things, but, you know, if you're... People talk about teaching to the test, and I guess that that's where we often get a lot of criticism, where there are assessments, like if we think about SATs, and that a lot of time is spent teaching to the test rather than teaching core skills, so that when you're doing the assessment, it's kind of giving an overarching picture, but children are having knowledge and other in a richer knowledge um, area and curriculum. I don't know what you think about that, Adam, whether... Well, I had my head turned by Ban Ha on this. It's something that I'd never... Because I bought into it, eh? Like, as a, as a teacher, I bought in wholesale. Teaching to the test is a terrible thing. It limits the curriculum. It da 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 But I remember I was listening to Ban Ha talk, and I could be wrong on this, right? But I think if my interpretation was wrong, I think it's still valid. So I'm going to carry on regardless, but but honestly, I, I'm not saying Ben Ha said this is a massive sort of, but I think the point that I got from it was is that if the test encourages the type of thinking that we want, 
then teaching to the test encourages the type of teaching and learning that we give. So if the test is wrong, and it's all about, I don't know, memorization of facts and memorization of formulas, then yeah, if you teach to the test then, we're limiting the children. If the test is the right one, then you've got strong motivation to do something right. Andy, you, you would have heard this before, is that right or not? <laughs> yeah, no, so yeah, so this is sort of switching the view a little bit from a, to a macro view of education, right? So if you look at high-performing nations in the world, and of course Ben-Har being Dr. Yap Ben-Har, who's you know, a very, very uh, close friend to all of us and a, and a mentor to many of us, uh, if you look at high-stakes education, uh, or not, sorry, going back to high-performing nations in education, the, the top performers always have a pull fact. It's not just pushing people to do the right thing, right? But there's also a pull factor. And that manifests itself in writing very, very carefully crafting high-stakes exams in a way that pushes the teachers, right, to do what you need them to do. So when you write high stakes exams, you have to, you have to encourage them to, um, you know, uh, do the things that they need to do. So the, the way they do that in Singapore is that 80% of the national exam at end of primary school, what they call the PSLE, 80% of the exam is very difficult problem solving. Why? Because you can't teach to the test to problem solving. You can't teach people to, to, to answer unfamiliar questions. So a significant part of the exam is questions that they've never seen before. So the challenge is getting the best test writers in the world to write questions that the kids will never have seen. Because then you can't teach to the test, you have to teach to the core skills, right? You have to teach to the attributes, the five core competencies, communication, Come on, Adam, you know what they are. Communication. Metacognition. What's the other four? Metacognition. Number sense. Number sense. Generalization. Yeah. Visualization. Visualization, right? You have to be able to do those five things to, to answer those questions. So you have to teach to the core competencies. You can't just teach to skills. So effectively, what are we talking about? Education, in particular, my expertise, mathematics, but I'm sure there's direct correlations to everything else is those five core competencies and, and being mindful that some of them are skill-based, some of them are knowledge-based, right? Yeah, and, 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 and most importantly, there's the reasoning aspect as well, right? And you need to teach all of those things. All right, so you know what? I'm gonna say we're gonna circle, we're gonna talk about assessment again, aren't we? This is yeah. gonna happen. Can all we right. also do okay. can, I, can I just can say do... one last thing? Can I just say one last thing? No. It's a test of assessment. No, honestly, it's very quick. I promise. Think of your favorite teacher in the world, right? Anyone, anyone listening, think of your favorite teacher in the world. And I guarantee one of the traits that that favorite teacher in the whole world had was you felt like they knew you. That's assessment. Yeah. 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 That's a good one. All right. Thank you, Adam. That's a great way to wrap up. We're going to have to talk about assessment again. Thank you for joining us on the School of School podcast. 